0: Welcome back to another episode of Your Strongest Self podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Chernock, and today I want to talk about whether or not bar counts as strength training. And I get this question a lot, which is why I want to take some time to address it today. And I think it's a great question. My short answer is no. No but sort of. And I'm going to explain why and explain my reasoning because there's some nuance here. So here's my caveat though. I believe that every type of movement, quote unquote, counts. I believe that if you find a type of exercise like bar or Pilates, yoga, whatever it is, if you find a type of exercise you absolutely love that makes you feel good in your body, that you get excited to do, that you look forward to doing, that you stay consistent with, then please do it. I think it's awesome that you found something that you love. And I don't believe that there's a right or wrong type of exercise, especially for those of us who have grown up seeing exercise as a way to lose weight. I think that when we find exercise that we actually enjoy doing it and we do it because it makes us feel good as opposed to thinking about how many calories we're burning, then Please do more of that. I think we should definitely do more of that. But I want to take this question, does BAR count as strength training, and apply it specifically to injury prevention? I want to talk to those of you specifically who are frustrated that every time you do something, you tweak your back, you feel like you get hurt, like when you're traveling and you're scared to lift your suitcase up into the overhead bin because you feel like you're going to strain your back. Or when you're at Costco and you have to bend over those huge carts, why do they make them so big? Well, actually... (laughs) as I said that out loud, it's obvious why they make them so big, but you know, you have, it's like so deep. You have to really bend over and lift those huge, heavy boxes of snacks out of the cart or bending over the crib to lower your baby or, or lift your baby back up. And if this keeps happening over and over, especially those silly things that feel so annoying, like I cannot tell you how many Patients have come to be like, I'm so mad at myself. I was barely doing anything. I just bent over to unload the dishwasher and my back went out. And so I see these really common patterns over and over again when I worked in physical therapy clinics and the clients that I see now specifically with back pain. And so I really want to take this question through that lens and really talk about the different types of strength training, because there are multiple types. And also, I want to break down the phases to maybe help you think about what bar looks like or maybe redefine your definition of what strength training is. And I'm going to say, you get to define strength training however you want. But it was really eye-opening to me. I was chatting with my Instagram community and asked them, how they would define strength training. And it was all over the board. People count bar as strength training. People say body weight exercises is strength training, heavy lifting, obviously, barbell type exercises is strength training. So I think too, that there's a lot of words and interchangeable words thrown around to describe strength training, weightlifting, right? And so I think it can get a little confusing also because there's so many different types. So I really want to break that down today. Um, And we're going to start by, I want to just classify what I personally would describe strength training as. So I think of it as in four different categories. So the first category being body weight strength training. Is that strength training? Absolutely, doing body weight exercises, not using any bands, not using any weights at all. Maybe like Matt Pilates classes or even bar classes without using any weights, or just body weight squats, push ups, right? Anything like that. Then the second category I would say are light weights, meaning less than ten pounds, or using light resistance bands then i would classify medium weights as like 10 to 30 pounds and heavy weights being more than 30 pounds and another caveat this is going to be completely relative based on where you're at for some of you 30 pounds might sound really light that might be your warm up weight if you have been strength training for a long time for other for some of you 15 pounds might seem super heavy. And so I just want to say, I completely made up these categories. This is just based on what I've seen in clients and really just kind of thinking about those categories in terms of goals that they're working to or categories that they're falling in when they are recovering from an injury. So now I just want, so I just want you to kind of think about those different categories and maybe think about where you currently fall. Are you only doing body weight? Are you using light weights, medium weights, heavy weights? And what does that mean and look like for you? So now I want to talk about the different phases of building strength. So again, there's so much information. If you are familiar with traditional strength and conditioning principles, um, these may sound a little bit differently, but I want to break it down into three main phases specifically talking about strength training like we are today. So the first phase is really just this foundational phase. So this might look like those body weight or light weight exercises, And you can absolutely make strength gains in this phase because when we're talking about strength training overall, the very first step in building strength is what we call neuromuscular connection, neuro meaning nerve muscle connection. So your brain sending nerve signals to connect with your muscle fibers. And in order to make actual changes in those muscle fibers, we need those nerve signals. So when you start out with body weight exercises, you're building those neuromuscular connections. And most of my one-on-one clients that I see haven't exercised in over a year. Some of them haven't exercised in several years because of their back pain. And so we always start with this foundational phase. We always start with body weight exercises because the goal is to just build those neuromuscular connections, start to get their nervous system and tissue familiar with that consistent movement. And they always are amazed at how much stronger they feel even within the first two weeks because of that repetition. And I do want to mention we have research that tells us that in order to actually build muscle strength, to physiologically change the size of the muscle fibers themselves, and this is looking at a microscope, this is a very small microscopic level. In order to change that though physiologically, it requires strength training three times a week for six weeks to even start to see those changes at that microscopic level. So, that doesn't mean strength gains. That doesn't mean strength improvements. It's literally just those first changes. And that's because of those neuromuscular connections. So, in the first two weeks working with my clients, even though they haven't physiologically changed the size of their muscles yet, because that's going to take more time, they feel stronger with that repetition and building those, building that foundational phase. The second phase is the strength phase. So this is where we're going to actually change our muscle fibers physiologically and build strength. And the only way to do that is to put more load and strain on the tissue, slowly, Gradually increasing the amount of weight you're using so that your muscle fibers adapt and are able then to continuously accept more and more weight. And so when you challenge your muscles by adding weight, your body's going to create more of those neuromuscular connections and adaptation. And it not only builds strength in your muscles, but that continuous added weight is what also builds strength in your bones and tendons and ligaments and nerves. And this phase can be kind of tricky because especially when you're dealing with ongoing injuries and pain, it can be really hard to know how much weight to use, what exercises should I do, are there certain exercises I should avoid, how do I know when I'm ready to increase the amount of weight? and this is something I coach my clients through specifically based on their individual needs. But for you, when you're in this phase, I want you to think of 10% rule. So it's just this general rule where I want you to basically, the idea is thinking about making these teeny little increments and increasing your weight each week or every two weeks or whatever works best for you. So That's a good rule of thumb, especially when you're coming back from an injury or setback, because when you load the tissue with too much weight too quickly, that can also lead to injury. And honestly, I think it's why a lot of people stick with bar or Pilates because it feels like resistance and strength training, and it is resistance and strength training, which we know is good for us. And it can be really overwhelming and intimidating to think about lifting weights, especially if you don't have any experience doing that or recovering from an injury and you're scared because you've been told that lifting heavy weights is bad for you, bad for your back, bad for your knees, bad for your shoulder, whatever it is. And so, I think it feels safer sometimes to stick with those lighter weights, to stick with those lower impact workouts. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I want to finish up with the third phase, which is maintenance phase. And that's exactly how it sounds. But I think a common misconception is when we think about strength training or weightlifting, at least for me initially, when I thought about when I heard the word weightlifting, my mind immediately goes to those huge ass dudes. Using lifting belts and they're grunting, they're turning purple in their face, they're doing these crazy heavy barbell lifts. But you don't have to keep adding weight to become that person unless you want to. And I've actually never thought about that before, but I think that's probably why I stayed away from strength training for so long. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case your brain also goes to think of that huge dude. When you think of strength training or weightlifting and continuously adding weight to challenge yourself, it does not have to be like that. For me specifically, as a physical therapist, thinking about using strength training as injury prevention, with my clients, the goal is to get to this maintenance phase. And I think of it more as obviously maintaining. You've built strength. You're able to do the things that you want to do completely pain-free without worrying about how your back is going to feel. And then you're going to be able to just continue to do the workouts that make you feel good. For example, I am no, I'm currently not in a strength building phase. I'm not really working toward any specific goals. I'm really happy. I feel good in my body. I'm completely pain free. I can try new activities. I can do sports without having any pain. And so I do a couple kettlebell workouts every week. And sometimes I try a heavier weight but I haven't in a while. And it just feels good to be in that maintenance mode. So, and this is where most of my clients want to get a lot of my, most of my clients aren't uh, attracted to CrossFit or doing those really competitive settings. They really just want to train and be strong to be able to carry their child or travel or sit at long dinners with family or just really live life and do the things that they want to do. I will say, though, if you are curious about CrossFit, last podcast episode, I had an awesome guest, Ty Renlick who is an athletic trainer and CrossFit expert, and we had an awesome conversation about CrossFit. So if you're curious in that, definitely go check that out. She's an awesome resource. I want to add too, though, if you're in this maintenance phase and you get to a point where you feel like you've plateaued or you want a new challenge, you can always go back into strength mode and build from there. And I think this maintenance phase is what I've seen a lot in my clients happens with bar classes or Pilates classes, where because you're using light weights, that's just the method. I guess in Pilates, you can add a little bit more resistance if you're doing like reformer Pilates, but in general, right, it's typically lighter resistance. And even though you're getting an awesome workout, you might feel like you've plateaued in what you can do and maybe you're in maintenance phase, which is awesome But again, if you feel like you're ready for that next step, thinking about going back into strength building phase, how can you start to slowly, gradually add more weight? So I want to circle back to the question of so does bar count as strength training? And I'm really curious after talking about that and the different phases of strength, what your ideas are and what your perceptions are, if they've changed. But in my opinion, I would say bar falls in the body weight, lightweight category that we talked about, kind of those first and second categories. And I think this is a fantastic place to start. For people who are new to strength training, people who want to start to add more body weight, lightweight, functional movements, I think this is a great place to start. I also think it's fantastic for the rehab process. If you are currently recovering from an injury and these more low impact, smaller movement type exercises feel good to you. I think that's amazing. I used to have my own in-person physical therapy clinic in Seattle, and my specialty was Pilates. I had all the Pilates equipment, and I focused on rehab-specific Pilates, and it's such an amazing method. I absolutely love it for rehab. The reason I closed that practice and have really evolved my philosophy and the method I use with clients is because Personally, I experienced that when I was rehabbing my own injury, that's how I found Pilates, and it really helped me a lot. But then I hit that plateau. I still wasn't able to do things pain-free. I still wasn't able to, at the time, I wanted to run more. I wasn't able to run without pain. I still had to ask my husband, Todd, to carry my suitcase for me, right? And so I was. It felt like something was missing, which is when I started strength training more and saw like my progress just skyrocketed. I went so much faster and I felt so much better. And when I started to use more strength training with my clients, it was the same thing. They started getting better, faster. And so I absolutely think Bar and Pilates has its place. And also when we're talking about injury prevention, my opinion, strength training is absolutely the way to go. And I will say, too, I think Bar and Pilates can be amazing supplements or partners for some heavier strength training exercises. Remember, side note, heavier is relative to you. So is that 15 pounds, 25 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds and beyond? You get to decide what that means to you based on your goals and what you want to be able to do. But I think bar and Pilates can be, and heavy weightlifting can be such a beautiful combination. I've done a couple previous episodes all about balance. So balancing low and high impact workouts in terms of nervous system, in terms of energy, and also thinking about mobility, stability, and strength. So I think bar and Pilates can be a beautiful way to fulfill mobility and stability, depending on the classes that you're doing mostly, but as a generalization, they kind of fall more into those categories, right? And so thinking about, though, how I just mentioned you get to decide what light, medium, heavy weight means to you. I want you to think about what do you want to be able to do pain free? For example, if you want to be able to bend down into your crib to lift your baby, how much does your baby weigh? I don't have kids, so I have zero um reference point for how much babies weigh. Do they weigh like 20 pounds? I know it depends on on when they come, like how old they are, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. I don't know. Let's say 20 pounds, right? In order to do that, in order to bend over and lift 20 pounds without straining your back, it's super important to practice that. Practice that movement, training your body, lifting 20 pounds in a safe Gradual way so that when you go down to do that activity, your body's already prepared. Your tissue has already adapted to carrying and lifting that amount of weight. So when you do that, it's like, no problem. Your brain's already like, Oh yeah, you, you got this. Our, your tissues like, yep, we're prepared for this. We know exactly what to do. We can handle this because we've been exposed to this amount of weight several times repetitively, consistently. Right? Same thing with... Traveling, I mentioned being able, this was a huge one for me, being able to lift my own suitcase into the overhead bin without having to ask Todd to help me or having to ask a stranger to lift my suitcase for me. It felt so empowering to finally get to the point where I can just throw that suitcase up there like it's no big deal because I've been training for that. My body has been prepared to lift 50 pounds consistently. So, if you are only doing bar classes or Pilates classes and you're not lifting more than 10 pounds, your body will not be prepared to lift more than 10 pounds in real life. So, those again, thinking about those things you when you have to push the stroller or move the couch around or carry groceries, lift your baby. Anything that requires more than 10 pounds, if your body's not prepared for that, that's likely going to lead to injuries or overuse or strain. And so this is why, even though I absolutely love bar, I love Pilates, I encourage you to do it if you love it too and it feels good. But if you're frustrated that you keep getting hurt, I would highly recommend. Starting to explore what lifting heavier weights could look like for you. There are so many different types and formats, different classes. I just mentioned my last episode with Ty talking about CrossFit. Personally, I've fallen in love with kettlebells. It's been a huge part of my back pain rehab process. And I just, they're so I'm totally addicted. In my Core Strong program, I'm running my fall cohort right now. And we're using dumbbells because that's what most people have at home. So there's so many different options. You don't have to do CrossFit. You don't have to do really technical kettlebell skills. But I encourage you to find something that you could see yourself starting to incorporate even twice a week that could supplement your bar or Pilates classes. And if you've never lifted weights before and the idea of that sounds scary or you just don't even know where to start, I would highly recommend searching for either online or a local gym that has a foundations or beginners type course that will help you learn the basics, teach you correct form, and really just help you build that confidence to be able to do that on your own. Or even just finding a trainer at a gym specifically that specializes in working with beginners so they can really help you build that foundation from the ground up. I hope this episode was helpful for you and maybe made you think about strength training in a different way. If it was helpful, I would really appreciate you leaving a five-star rating on the podcast. I'd also really love to hear your comments and feedback as well. If you're willing to write me a review, I would really appreciate that as well. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And you can always find me on Instagram at Dr. Sam Charnock. I would love to hear from you. Would love to hear what you think of the episode. And if you just want to chat and connect. As always, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your time and your space and your energy with me. I really appreciate you. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode.